So hi everybody, um, welcome to the Focus Cloud 24-7 uh, series. Um, I'm Mike Mortlock, I lead um, our North American uh, team here. Um, so today I'm delighted uh, we're, uh, we're here with uh, Jim Flowers, who's uh, been in the ecosystem for at least 10 years, um, very strong ERP background. So, um, so welcome Jim, and uh, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Hello Mike, and thank you for uh, <clears throat> you know, allow me to participate here. So uh, one, I've been in the consulting industry for 25 years. I'll stop at tw 25. <laughs> I've worked in, in trees of collaborating with clients um, to partner with them to transform uh, their business. And um, often, you know, that will do large business transformation leveraging ERP software. So I've been pretty lucky to implement uh, all of the uh, ERP platforms. And of course, over the past five years, you know, Workday in included. <clears throat> and so how I got into Workday, um, one of my Accenture uh, colleagues from years back um, was working at a large uh, SI, first implementation of uh, Workday uh, globally. So they needed some help, uh, delivery help for leadership, uh, come in and put together an integrated plan, schedule, build a <clears throat> global team, and then go. So I was ready to jump right in and let's go make Workday happen. Excellent. Yeah, no, excellent. I mean, as you've, you, you've obviously been around ERP for, for, as you say, 25 years, we're stopping there. Um, <laughs> but um, it's, um, it's had a serious journey, isn't it? I mean, and obviously Workday being a US, a US company, um, you know, it started there and it's grown. So uh, I'm keen to I'm keen to see what your thoughts are on the evolution of Workday over the past decade, um, and your thoughts on the product and um, and why it's now challenging for the top spot in the HCM and financials ERP solutions packages. Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> And I would say, of course, large enterprise companies, mid-sized companies, whether it's commercial sector, public sector, or higher ed, <clears throat> they're, they're, really, they're wanting to win in the marketplace. And um, that can mean a lot, of play, a lot of different things in terms of winning in the marketplace. And of course, they're looking for innovation. They wanna be an innovative company and they want to use innovative solution, solutions. So, of course, um, when you think of that, let's move to the cloud. So we've got an incredible, you know, employee experience, consumer experience, vendor experience that helps companies, you know, run their business better. Um, and I would say definitely, you know, Workday, you know, it's been around a decade or so. They're continuing to make big investments in their product, whether that's building the functionality um, or you know acquisitions, but they're making key key um, investments in innovative functionality that differentiates the product from uh, other other products. So that's why they're winning in the marketplace, and um, it looks up very very positive for them in the future. I couldn't agree more. I think um, you know I've been in Workday in the Workday ecosystem coming up three years now. I've been in recruitment. For, for 10, 10 plus, um, but just the, the things that I've seen in the last three years, 
the acquisitions um, obviously you know it's there for all to see you know some of the uh, some of boutiques kind of um, being acquired by some of the larger enterprise technology firms um, so that's you know that's one part of of uh, the ecosystem and how it's kind of changed now things are kind of um, augmenting and then the product itself you know adaptive insights uh, you know the acquisition of adaptive insights prism um, you know prism is well it's brilliant i mean it's, it's an absolutely brilliant tool um, and we're beginning to see more and more customers adopting prism globally um, and then you know, within the last kind of 18 months um, was Cloud Platform now extend, you know, and um, obviously we've seen similar ERP products with this tech uh, capability. Um, and the fact that um, that's available to Workday now and to Workday's customers, it actually really kind of, it springboards, it springboards Workday as a platform um, and its capabilities. So, um, yeah, and I think obviously the, the, the title to the question was how it's evolved over the last 10 years. Um, and I think, you know, you, certainly the comments you made there are 100% correct. But then yeah. also, it is about them being innovative. It is about knowing what other ERPs are doing and how they can do that, but be better at it. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, they started with the HCM payroll, that foundation, then, uh, of course, finance. Um, you know, most organizations, um, you know, they're looking for the full suite. And so the, you know, Workday is continuing to build out, you know, the product and especially now with the uh, um, analytics and reporting and budget and planning, it's all integrated. So it's going to be great for customers now and in the future. 100%. That's the thing. It is an, a con continuously evolving um, platform. Um, so, I mean, we'll, I mean, we've obviously going to do a couple of these series. So, but, you know, we wanted to focus on a couple of things really for our audience today. So I guess um, let's go in there straight with quite a deep question, I think, um, and um, get some insight from you. So, what business transformation um, should you launch first? You know, finance, HR, payroll, supply chain, student administration. Um, you know, if you was in the higher education sector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, I'd say in terms of uh, it all depends and there's not really, you know, a cookbook. Okay, like do, you know, HR first. And <clears throat> I would say, um, Oftentimes, of course, you know, you need to work with the client um, to figure out, you know, what's their business strategy, how to link that IT strategy to the business strategy. But in terms of trying to figure out which ones to launch first, whether it's finance, supply chain, um, HR, <clears throat> you got to get down into some details. And when I say details, kind of collecting you know, of course, making sure you're understanding the challenges, the obstacles, where they want to go, of course. And then when you're collecting that data, uh, of course, you're trying to build, let's say, the business case. Um, what is the investment required to implement this roadmap? And then what are the benefits, both, both uh, 
tangible and intangible benefits that can be realized for each one of the transformations. And so um, could be HR payroll transformation, could be finance transformation, could be supply chain. Um, as you mentioned, you get into higher education, you got the student administration. Uh, all of those are big transformations and all of those can create you know, tremendous value for the organization. Um, as you start to determine, okay, that value created and how quickly you can get to it, kind of the other key element um, is, of course, having the leadership and especially the change management leadership to drive the journey. So um, if in, in some cases I've seen, well, there's a lot of value to implement HR first, but there's not really, let's say, the right leadership or change management leadership in place to you know, hit the start button. So clients will say, well, let's do finance transformation you know, over the next uh, 12, uh, 12 months, and then we'll get in better position for um, you know, HR payroll or, or um, you know, supply chain. So it all kind of depends. Each client's a little different. But um, you know, I think doing that business case roadmap, assessing the, the leadership, then you've got enough information to kind of put together the plan and then go. Barry, I think you're absolutely right. And um, I, like, I like your insight there. And I think just to kind of bolt on from, from that and what you've just said there, you know, a lot of, um, I obviously speak to a lot of customers um, in the ecosystem across uh, North America, and, you know, at the beginning stage of their journey, they might even be at system selection. Um, but in your experience, there's obviously big bang effects, multi-phase um, deployment. When a company is thinking about doing, doing a transformation, a business transformation, um, and with, with any of these workday products, and not just these workday products, but any, any kind of ERP transformation, what advice would you give to companies like that? Would you say, do it all in one go? Or would you say, do it in a multi-phase? approach mm -hmm. yeah and I, I think in terms of good good question it it all kind of depends and i've done you know both big bang and you know the phased approach and really the key let's say the key levers were of course <clears throat> number one and commitment in that level of leadership and commitment Sorry, Jim, you cut out there. You, you cut out there. And I think what you was just about to say was going to be important, but you're, I think the connection froze. So if you could just kind of repeat that, yeah. All right, let me get the, the, the Wi-Fi going here. So in terms of, you know, the Big Bang um, versus multi-phased approach, I've done both. And I'd say the key, of course, in terms of, especially on the Big Bang, um, <clears throat> is client leadership and commitment. Okay, those are key elements in terms of the client, its level of engagement and commitment to, you know, the, let's say, um, the level of engagement because Big Bang, you're trying to do it, you know, quick versus a, a multi um, rollout approach which could last, you know, three years. Um, but I would still go back to, um, you know, the, the client leadership and involvement. 
Um, and, you know, as I said, you got to look across, you know, the enterprise, you know, in some cases, global enterprises create more challenges because they've got locations globally versus uh, dealing with a company here in the, let's say the U.S., you know, could be, you know, a lot simpler to uh, execute there. But still, you know, you got to just, you know, work with the leadership, put together, you know, here's, here's all the, the facts, here's the pros and cons. Now, let's, uh, let's talk about it and see where we end up uh, in terms of uh, the plan. Yeah, no, good insight there, Jim. Appreciate that. <laughs> that was a little bit off key. <laughs> but uh, no, I think it's uh, certainly for people that are going to listen to this. I think it's important um, because we know making any, any kind of transformation in the business is, um, uh, has, a, has huge impact. You know, there's a lot of risk behind it. Um, and it's, uh, you, you mentioned it in your answer there, change management. Uh, so important, uh, really is important. And I think uh, me and you have been discussing this and sometimes, sometimes companies feel like they've got all of the skills they already need in the team. And I'm not saying they don't, I'm not saying they don't. Um, but sometimes it actually, well not sometimes, I think every time, you're better off bringing in a workday change consultant. Um, somebody that has led companies through these transformations. Um, uh, I mean, I've, I've obviously worked yeah. with a lot of companies and placed change managers. And um, it is a, it's an influential part of the, the transformation. And having somebody that's done workday, whether it's workday financials, workday HCM, supply chain, or even student, um, it is different. It's different to an, a different, uh, one of the other ERPs. Yeah, yeah, definitely in terms of the, when I think of the, you know, the project team, of course, is critical. And in terms of the makeup of that project team, and of course, client leadership, client middle management, client doers. And then in addition to, um, of course, those client people, then you, then it's the external consultants. And in my transformations, of course, it's important to have people that have done the transformation before, okay, with that solution and have a deep understanding of the industry and the functional area. And then number two, of course, workdays participation on the team. I've seen sometimes where um, clients will say, well, we don't need the software vendor. We just, we just need the software. That's it. We don't need any personnel from the software vendor. And I'm like, no, you do. You yeah. absolutely need to have, you know, a, a solution architect that's got multiple transformations on their resume. Um, <clears throat> and what is absolutely what I've seen with Workday and what's been so successful is their customer success manager um, deployed to the project. Yeah. And I think in terms of that's another reason why so many, you know, companies, I'd say love Workday is because they've got that customer success manager that's going to help them with their team and their external partner get, let's say, to the finish line mm -hmm. and things pop up. And of course, sometimes it, it is related to the software. And so when you have that software solution architect from Workday or the customer um, success manager, um, they can help resolve the issues faster and um, with, let's say, the right answer. So another kind of key success factor for you know, the business transformation. Yeah, 
No, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm um, connected to a lot of um, customer success managers at Workday and uh, yeah, they're fantastic. And obviously as a Workday customer, um, you're going to have pain points, you're going to have problems, you're going to have issues. I mean, it's not foolproof. And obviously there is the continuous um, updates, you know, biannual updates, new functionality every year. Um, so some of these things can, can cause a bit of a headache to the customer. So, but that kind of leads us into our final question of this, um, of this pod series. Um, and that is, uh, what, what are the, uh, the critical success factors for launching a workday business transformation? You've highlighted some of them, but I know you've got a lot more on that topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I wish there was just three, but there's not. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, definitely there's, uh, you know, a few. And when I say a few, you know, um, maybe I'll just kind of highlight, and I know we've kind of talked about, you know, a few, few of them, but, um, you know, of course, executive sponsors. Okay. We've talked about that. When I say executive sponsors, I'm not talking like, you know, the, the director of accounting, I'm talking the president of the company. Okay. CFO, CIO, CHRO, head of procurement. Um, So number one, executive sponsors, and not only from the client, also from your external partner and Workday. Those are important elements in terms of the executive sponsors. So if we need to make changes, we've got executive leadership engaged. I think on the project team, we talked about that. The project team is critical, kind of the makeup of the project team. And you know, the, I'd say the key elements are project management, okay? In terms of deep project management skills and then also making sure that you have the change management change management training and communications sometimes clients will like um you know we'll worry about that later yeah they won't have that set up but the key thing during that journey from plan to deploy to hypercare is <clears throat> let's say that change management and getting let's say the um the client personnel bought in to this new solution because this new solution, you're going to use it as is. Okay. You're not going to have a bunch of customizations like we used to have over the past two decades. Um, The other key element is a project charter. So that project charter lays out, you know, the scope, the schedule, the project team, the stakeholders, and of course, everybody stacks hands on that project charter. This is what we're going to do. Um, it has, this is the funding that we have for this program. This is our schedule. Now we need to go do it. So everybody's got to stack hands on that charter. Um, and then, um, you know, I think the other elements related to that, of course, we've talked a little bit about the integrated project plan. Um, integrated, it's functional, it's technical, it's change management. Um, you know, another key element that everybody needs to be aligned on. Um, And then risk management. Sometimes people will kind of just like, let's go, let's, let's go. But oftentimes this is sitting down with the leadership and like, let's identify the risk that we're going to have during this journey. Um, We're laying those risks out. Then we're laying out the mitigation strategies to mitigate those risks and we're assigning ownership to, let's say, our client people and the external partner in terms of managing those risks so they don't 
um, create curves in the road, big curves in the road as you're executing the uh, transformation. And then probably the, the last one, of course, you, you need funding, okay? You need the right <laughs> level of funding for these transformations. They're not small little projects. So you've got to have you know, sufficient funding. And that's not, not only just for the software and the external vendor, it's for the internal team as well. And I say that oftentimes internal team members are pulled out of their department to be full-time on the, the transformation engagement. So they've been moved and then oftentimes when they've been pulled from a department, somebody has to backfill for that person. So there's funding needed for the internal resources as well. Um, so we have that right level of commitment. I can't do this because I've got my you know, normal day job um, that I gotta go back to. So those are, uh, uh, you know, I guess some of the key success factors, critical success factors, and, you know, having fun on the journey as well. You got you to gotta work hard and have some fun too. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah I think um, there's some really, really um, insightful um, points there um, to, make a, to make it a successful transformation, I think, you know. Definitely. Well, actually, I agree with everything you've said there. And obviously, there probably is a few more, you know, and we'll probably cover them in, in, in other series. But yeah, I think funding is definitely up there. You know, it's, if you, obviously, people think about the funding, they think about how much the product's going to cost from Workday itself, you know, what they actually want. Are they going to purchase all of the modules or just a handful of them, do a multi-phase approach, whatever, you know, um, all of that's all very well and good. Um, but it is about the internal team. Um, and it is also about getting the funding to make sure that you've got your internal change managers, you've got your project manager, you've got another solutions architects, you've got a test manager, you've got a test manager in early as well. And that's like one of the things that we, I do here, um, quite often is the test managers come in a little bit late or they buy them when they think they, you know, that they need them because it's, they've saved maybe nine months worth of money. But actually, you're better off getting them at the beginning because then they're there through the, the entire journey. Uh, and there are no surprises. They do all the test cases, all the test scripts. And you just got that one person that's doing all of that. They've got one central point of person to go to. And they've seen the journey all the way through from architecture all the way through to deployment. Um, yeah. And then obviously making sure, quite honestly, you've got money for contractors. Because... Uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of a project where they didn't need at least one contractor. Um, sometimes the contractors are planned and sometimes they're not. Um, yeah. You know, it's when they're not, that's when it becomes a headache because then they've got to go and get budget approvals. They might not know how expensive a Workday contractor is, which you and I both know is, um, yeah. you know, it, when you've got a niche skill set in any technology, you, you're, uh, you're a commodity. Um, and all of a sudden your, your value goes up, but, um, no, so yeah. really, really good points there. Really good. Yeah, point. The project team, you know, depending on, you know, some of these global implementations, they can be 50 resources up to 150 resources. Yeah. And oftentimes clients are like, Hey, I really want to get this done in six months. Okay. <laughs> 12 months. Okay. And so that's where, okay, finding the right, the right people for that team 
you know, is uh, critical, whether it's somebody for integrations, you know, architecting all the integrations, reporting, you know, analytics, um, you know, in some cases on the functional side. So there's lots of different places where, you know, contractors are, are absolutely needed. Yeah. But um, yeah, good, good stuff. Good stuff. The, the team is it's critical. This is a hu- takes humans to get this stuff done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it might be a cloud platform, but yeah, it's still humans that do it. Yeah. Um, but look, um, I think um, that's probably a good place to finish for this, uh, for this podcast series. We've obviously got a lot more to come. So um, obviously the, the LinkedIn network and, um, and the Workday ecosystem are going to see a lot more of Jim Flowers over the coming weeks. Um, but Jim, I want to thank you for your time, um, your insight. Um, and as always, it's always a pleasure. 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 Thank you for uh, inviting me and um, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem at all. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.